Welcome to Kitchen Conversations with Nat, where I'm Nat, and these are some of my thoughts on this and that. I thought I'd share. You can like it or leave it. I don't care. Society likes to give us their opinions on our body and our mind, so I'm here to share my thoughts and chat with some friends about any answers we can find. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Kitchen Conversations with Nat. I'm really excited about this one because I have one of my besties on the line all the way out in a different country that he'll tell you about. Um, uh, This is episode five. Wow. Moving right along. Something we want to introduce into Kitchen Conversations with Nat is Tate Talks. And so that is who I have on the line right now. Tate Harper, who is living his best life. And uh, Tate is the reason that this is called Kitchen Conversations with Nat, him and his brother Jojo, because we would like have great conversations late into the night in the living room. And then we'd be like, all right, we got to go to bed. So we transition into the kitchen because my room, I had to walk through the kitchen to go outside into the great abyss of the night. And I would stop in the kitchen, usually clean my teacup or something, and Jojo Tate and I would just sit there and talk, and we'd end up talking there in the kitchen for hours, and the conversation would be even better. And then the reason we're having Tate talks, though, is because typical Jojo, he would be brushing his teeth in and out of conversation, doing some stretches. He tried to stay up late with us, but Tate and I, we just don't let a party end. And so that is why it is called Kitchen Conversations with Nat. And that's why we're having Tate Talks because this is important. And Tate and I vibe off each other really well and it's fun. So on future Tate Talks, you might get an appearance from JoJo, but this first one is just going to be me and Tate. So Tate, welcome. We are glad to have Hello. you. Hello. What's up, guys? <laughs> Tate, who are you? <laughs> My name is Tate. My, uh, I go by my middle name. My first name is actually Steven, but I'm Tate Harper. I, I live in Africa, but Africa's not a country. I actually live in Uganda. Live, just live my best life, I guess. <laughs> Tate, how old are you? Um, how old am I? I'm 16. 16, but um, I'm best friends with a 30-year-old. So. <laughs> oh, I mean, 29, 29-year-old. <laughs> yeah, how do we know each other? Um, how do we know each other? Well, um, Oh yeah, you came for that retreat. She, uh, Nat came for this retreat, um, like missionary retreat. It was it was super bougie. It was cool, and we met her that that retreat. And then a few like a year or two later, her and her friend came. We kind of hung out for a few weeks, and then they left. And then a year later, she came back again to work with the ministry, and she lived at her house. So yeah, we just kind of went from there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then I became your teacher. <laughs> oh yeah, and that, that was my teacher. She was actually a baller teacher. I've done a lot of school, like bad homeschooling since I've been here. And the first year I haven't like totally failed. Everything was what she was teaching me. So Aww. we need a teacher hit her up. Yeah, Tate and I had to do geometry. And like, if you know me at all, like I talk mad shit about math. But you know what? We did geometry and we learned it together. And I feel like I could go back and pass geometry again, so. <laughs> I mean, we, we actually, we killed it. Like, we, we really did well. Uh, I, was, I was proud of us. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. 
Oh, man. Um, what would you say makes you stand out in a crowd? What's special about you? Um, probably my, I don't know, like my hair. <laughs> Physically, I'd say my hair. I have really pretty long hair. I've been growing out for three or four years. I, I also, I talk really, really freaking loud. Like I've like, and, and I don't notice it. So like, I'll start like talking. I'll, I'll slowly and slowly, slowly get louder. And and then I'm in like a group of people. Everyone's looking at me. And they're like, "Hey, shut shut up." <laughs> so that's that probably makes me stand out. Um, I also talk really fast sometimes. So yeah, I'm trying to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're doing pretty good for right now. But I also am used to it. So I don't know. You people, let us know. Tate, I was definitely thinking your hair for sure and your style. You got some pretty sweet style. Oh, geez, thanks. I try my best. Hey, you helped me a lot with that, actually. As before you moved here, I had zero fashion, I guess, because I didn't know. I, I thought the way I dress, I dress in cargo shorts and like a, a cute button up where I thought it was cute. But Nat told me, finally told me that uh, cargo shorts aren't cute. So uh, we put a stop to We put a stop to that. So now I can dress a lot better. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Cargo shorts and flip flops, bro. You got to vaccinate that. You can't have that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah tate's hair luscious locks it's beautiful his style is cool and tate stop honestly it, it. the way that you talk is fun for me so whatever people want to hate on it they can unless it's 3 a.m and your parents are asleep and then we'll get in trouble and make me feel like i'm 13 again <laughs> oh yes yeah like like, like a like a, we're at a sleepover yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow my internet sorry Am I getting better internet than you in Africa right now? Probably. It's annoying. Shoot. It's a big I know, area. you win. Whatever. Yeah, I'd be uh, having people from Africa, and they'd be like, oh, your internet sucks. And I'd be like, actually, I have pretty good internet right now. I don't know what's wrong with your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, Tate. So now marks the time of the show <laughs> where we'll just, like, ask random questions back and forth and answer them. And then we'll see where the conversation takes us. Cool? Okay. All right. Let's do this. All right. If you could go anywhere in the universe, where would you go? Okay. That's a really good question. I would probably go to like a, like a wormhole or like a black hole. And, and, and I'll have to have the ability to like not get torn apart by the amount of force that's within those things. And, and I, would, I would just love to see what's on the other side. Yeah. I feel like it would take me somewhere cool. Oh, I love that answer. How about you? So I would go to the rings of Saturn and just because I really want to see what they're made up of. And then I would like go to Saturn and look at the rings from Saturn and see if that like makes the world look different. I just think that'd be really cool. I feel like that'd be cool. I mean... I don't know if you could, like, run around the rings. Or actually, I guess the rings are just ash. I think they're just, like, asteroids. I know, like... That's what my little, what my little brother Silas says, at least, about the planets. <laughs> Such a disappointing thing. Silas made me cry today a little bit because he <laughs> sent me a voice message telling me how much he missed me. It was the sweetest thing. That's cute. And apparently he made a paper airplane. I don't... Do you already know this? I don't know. No, I made him a paper airplane. That kid. Okay. I made it for him. Well, he was playing with it, and apparently he was, like... He went to one spot, picked me up on the airplane, and flew me back to Uganda. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, like, for real cried about it. Just think it was the sweetest. Ooh, this is kind of a deep question. Uh, if you could ask God a question, what would it be? 
I guess it doesn't have to be deep. It could just be like, why did dinosaurs die? <laughs> okay, no, I, I, that's a good question. Um, I would ask why, we're, why he didn't let us be perfect. Yes. That's a good question. Like, why, why, why did he create, right? Like, why, why didn't he make the universe totally perfect? And like, how, how, how come like, bad stuff had to come into it when he could have stopped it, apparently? It's a really good question. Sorry, that was an intense answer, but... I, I like it. <laughs> that was good. Don't apologize. Let's see. For me, I would ask him if, like, the Garden of Eden still exists and, like, if there's a way to find it and, like, we're just, like, missing it. <laughs> that'd be chill. I feel like having, like, a perfect... having it, That'd be chill if there's, like, a perfect place we could go in the world. Yeah. Or at least, like, what used to be perfect, I guess. Yeah, like, is it just hidden? I don't... I don't know. Yeah. And there was like a tree of life in there too. So like. Oh yeah, but you can't eat from it though. So like that. Yeah. Because like you can't live forever because then you wouldn't spend eternity with God, which is something that I want in my life. That'd be chill. (laughs) That'd be nice. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What about this one? Hotel or tent? Crap. If, if, If a tent was in a really cool place, like. If I could look up and see all the stars, that's what I would choose. But if it was in like a city, I'd probably choose like a hotel, especially if it's a, ni- a nice hotel. Wow. That was a really good answer. How did you think about <laughs> that? I'm like really impressed. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that. <laughs> I had a dream the other night that Jedediah Jenkins like did this contest and I won. And uh, uh-huh. I got to go like explore Patagonia with him. <laughs> oh my gosh, that that'd be so cool if you got to do that. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, Patagonia. I mean, Jediah Jenkins is uh, this guy who rode his bike all the way from Oregon to Patagonia, and he is super dope. And he wrote a book called "To Shake the Sleeping Self," and I borrowed it from Tate. And so it's in Texas, and he's in Uganda. So sorry, Tate. <laughs> That's, that's good. Okay, that's actually a really good book. Um, I'd, I'd highly recommend it. it. It really made me think about, like, life and, like, identity and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yes, completely agree. It's so much more than just telling his story um, yeah. about riding on a bike. It's so much better than that. And yeah. his, the way his thought processes are dope. I really like the way he thinks. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, wait, would you rather, live in a, would you rather do a hotel or a tent, though, actually? <laughs> um i would rather oh gosh i think a hotel because i like beds but like you oh, said yeah. if it was a tent in like well i guess not in the winter but in like nova scotia where i could see the uh the northern lights i would like yeah. really love to do that in a tent okay well actually I, I wouldn't choose a tent i would choose like a hammock because tents kind of there's always like a rock under you when you're in a tent i feel like it's always That's- like something random you know Yes, it's like all I can picture. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so then I'm like, well, hotel. But also, the hotel I choose, like a backpackers or a hostel. Yeah, there's always really cool people with backpackers and hostels. Yeah, and they also provide free breakfast that are actually like a good breakfast. It's not like some kennel shit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like like $20 for a plate. Yeah. Or I I just don't really know what like the prices of food. I love hotel breakfasts, but I yeah. feel like 
I could go ham on a Danish, but I mean, I don't know. There's something about those backpackers breakfast where you just like get eggs and toast and all the good fruit. Okay. Next question. Are you ready for the next question? Hit me. For your birthday, <laughs> would you rather go somewhere or get something? Oh, 100%. I'd go somewhere. I, I, would, I, I, I hate getting stuff because I normally get something and then I, I don't use it. I use it for like two days and I, I get bored of it. Um, but yeah, I would definitely go somewhere. Yeah, same. Same, for sure. Hands down. Yeah. Where's your dream I mean, spot? My dream spot, oh, where would I go? I would probably choose, I don't know, Alaska maybe, or I don't know, something about Alaska just sounds really cool to me, or Canada. Also Canadian. Would you from go? Mind. I would probably go to the Redwoods, um, oh, California, Okay. and like do a trip down Highway 1, you know, like the coast of California, and yes, like, yes, ugh. that'd be so cool. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, I've never been to like the to like the west of America. I've only been, I mean, I've been like to New York area, but I've never like the furthest west I've been is like Colorado, which really isn't west. I, I really want to go like yeah. Oregon, California. That'd be super cool. Ah, uh, you would you would be you would fit in so well there. That'd be cool. I've never been to California either, actually. How often do you push yourself outside of your comfort zone? Oh, uh, I mean. It's like, I, I hate leaving my comfort zone, but like, you know, I'm at the point like where I know um, it's like good for me. I mean, I was outside my comfort zone for a while here, but like now I've kind of like entered back into it. I, just, I mean, when I get the opportunity to like, I'll try my hardest, but like physically I, I, I'm, normally, I'm normally fine with most things. Like I'm not like gonna be scared to go on like a long hike or something like that, but like emotional, like, or like mentally like confronting people is the hardest thing for me to do. Like I, I, have the hardest time it's like way outside my comfort zone like having to talk to people about like a problem like I have with them so yeah that's probably like um yeah I, I still and like I guess I guess still need to work on that but like talking to confronting people for me is the hardest thing ever isn't it interesting how uh comfort zones are different for different people <laughs> yes yes it's so interesting for me I have started doing it more I think just this year I feel like there's like different ways that I test myself and test my comfort zone and like right now for sure putting myself out of my comfort zone is putting myself out there in just different situations and like not being afraid of how people will respond to it and that's like really uncomfortable for me because usually I'd like like I like to be the center of attention but like also I really enjoy blending in <laughs> and um, yeah and helping other people instead of like letting other people help me and so like, I don't know, recently I've been messaging, like, more people on Instagram, like, famous people, <laughs> and just, like, seeing what they say back, or, like, people that I admire, respect, or have a question for that, like, I've never talked to before, like, I'll just, like, reach out, and that is so far out of my comfort zone, but it's, like, weird, because that's on Instagram, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, social media is kind of scary, but, like, I don't know. <laughs> especially right now, it's it has zero, I think social media has zero chill right now. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Last question: If you could do so, how would you change the world? I would. I would bring peace because I feel like, like I, I just want everyone to love everyone and like, even just by our differences, like, 
I feel like everyone, like, not everyone hates each other, but I feel like, especially for me, because, like, most of what I see in America, like, I don't experience that. I experience over, everything I know is, like, over social media. And for me, to me, it seems like everyone hates each other. Okay. But, um, yeah, I feel like I would just want, try getting everyone to love everyone, despite our differences, I guess. <laughs> I love that. What about you? Let's see that. That's high on my list, too. I think that I would, I would give everyone, like, more of, like, a learner spirit, I think like more of like an open mind to things yeah people have like their their own convictions and like they're confident in those but like being confident in that and then wanting to learn more but in like an unbiased way I think that would really change the game yeah I feel like there's like a certain point where people just like they get they have the facts that they believe and like they close their mind it's like it's like you know I feel like it's open for us maybe and so I guess it could be different for everyone but like I feel like at some point like a lot for a lot of people at least like their, their mind just kind of closes off and it's just like i'm not ready to change like I'm, I'm not ready to change my political opinions or my my moral opinions or you know whatever you believe in and i think, I think that's really dangerous and i think that's not how things change for that's like a scary thing to think about you know it's like what are the things in my mind that i have like clung on to and like haven't changed my mind have you experienced that in your life with anything where you like feel like something's like opened up like a new thought process about something I mean I've, I've always made it a point but like I, I mean at some point I like with like with religion I was really closed-minded I was like Christianity is the only thing that's that's right you know that's what my parents have always you know told, told me to do but then at some point I was like okay all my beliefs are are not my own like they're, they're what I was brought up to believe which is good like you have to you have to have someone that I mean you know, most people have someone that has helped their beliefs along but like at some point you have to start making your own beliefs and it's not good to have just what your parents or what your friends have said to you so yeah yeah that's such a good answer <laughs> I feel like for me too but also like with the church and I feel like there's been like such a standard of what the church should look like and you go you sing songs you have a welcome yes you have a teaching from some like person who's going to talk about god who like sure they have a gift like they're they'll teach it like they have something to say but like for some reason like we just accept that that's how church is supposed to look but digging yes. a little deeper i don't think it is and I do tend to err on the side that church might be a social construct. <laughs> yes. No, I, no. I, I, okay. I really agree with that because I feel like, because I, I noticed like, like, especially when I go back to America, because churches are a lot different here than like in America, but like when I go back to America, you know, every two or three years, um, I go to church. It's like, everything seems so like set in place and like, so it's so easy to do. Like, it's not like you go and you smile at all the people that are dressed nice and you sing three songs every single week. And if the if the pastor or the preacher or whatever like uh talks for more than 45 minutes you start noticing people like start leaving because it's 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 not good enough for them or it's not as it fit into their standards of like all right i'm every sunday i'm gonna go to church for 45 minutes mm -hmm. but i i don't think being like a christian means going to church like i think it's it's more your actions i almost sound like a a cliche <laughs> like a like church boy but like it's not like i, I think it's it's more about how you treat people and how how you um how you act in life that determines whether you're a Christian or not. I'm doing my fingers right now, but like, yeah, it's not just going to church. Yeah, for sure. Like church has its purpose. I think in the fact of like, 
it's important to be around like-minded people because you can get so sucked into like everyone else's standards but like it's so cool to have standards that are the same as some people's and so like then you like you have like deep and meaningful conversations and then you build forward from that and you can go on to your week but like there's this whole like construct that's been built like you were saying where it's like it's it's very like time oriented it's it's like fits into a slot fits into a schedule and like if if it's going to go longer than like the football game is going to start you know like and we got to go be there for kickoff or that's just cliche texas but like yeah it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like lost its meaning i think and then in that like no one really knows where they go anymore you know like we just go because it's the right thing to do on yeah Sunday. yeah i feel like too in this political climate i feel like my beliefs are being stretched and changed and like things that i've always believed or things i've always thought are like being pulled into question and i think like the most dangerous thing to do in this time is to close off and to be like well i believe this because i believe it because i have faith because i believe it you know like yeah okay, that doesn't mean anything <laughs> like yeah it. uh yeah i don't know um like the whole political situation like well like uh, recently this is like something that's been on my mind a lot lately but like and this is gonna sound really like abstract i guess or far out but like in my opinion in like a good world or even or a perfect world or even a good world like i feel like political systems wouldn't matter because you you would everyone would just be fine like you wouldn't have to worry about you know anyone breaking the law and like i, I mean i know it's it's in it's a false reality it's probably never it's never going to happen but I, I feel like political systems are not right in a sense i mean like it's good to have order and conduct but like if everyone was just fine if, ever, if everyone was good and like and we believed it was right then i feel like the world would be a perfect place and you wouldn't need money or government or any or jobs everyone would just help everyone out i don't know it's kind of far out but uh, this is something i've been thinking about lately <laughs> so i'm reading this book about simplicity and uh like that's what he was talking about too is just like simplifying things to the point of like uh well and it's like he's talking about it in a christian perspective so he went back to like the old testament and how like when the government was set up in the old testament it was set up so that like there wouldn't be conflict and there wouldn't be like people stealing from people or like anyone be better than anyone like every seven years all the debt was supposed to be erased and slaves were supposed to be set free and then like the rich and the poor were like equal again and then mm -hmm. like over the next seven years people would be you know people you go into debt again whatever but every seven years there was supposed to be like this release on society like an equalizer which i thought was pretty cool and like kind of what we should be striving for in our own yeah. life, i guess yeah i feel like um with like simplicity like i feel like we've especially in the west um i, I mean at least what i've seen we, i feel like it's so complicated like social like social what you call it, like orient orientation like who, who you can be friends with and how you're, how you're supposed to act and like what you can ask people and like what's not good to ask in social like it seems so complicated to me it's like why is it how, why, how has it got to the point where it's so complicated and like it seems super it kind of it's kind of scary i guess but <laughs> I yeah i think it also goes back to like what we were talking about is like that's something that's been ingrained in our minds i guess is like 
what our social life should look like and who we should be comparing ourselves to and who we should be in society and what we should be doing in like somewhere along the way like we started believing something about ourselves and then we started projecting that and like presenting that to everyone else and so that became who we are but is it really like is it really who we are I don't know so yeah I mean I, I think it's like how we've made ourselves to be I mean like I think at some point I guess now but like we there's like certain there's uh, a certain amount of roads and like we, we just went down one of those roads and like and that, that this road is part in particular I guess included you know social systems and um, you know polit- politics and democracy and I, I don't know that much about politics but yeah as I saying, what I'm saying is like I feel like we could have like gone on so many different roads and this is just like one of them I don't know <laughs> yeah for sure it's like but then like we've accepted it it's like we're all victims to it yes yes instead of like choosing it like it was chosen for us and so we're just like a big victim to these different things like the to these different ideals and like ways of life like yes yeah what's it called yeah i, I feel like like we all especially in america and right now it's it's a big deal it's like oh my I, you know, I, I have my own freedom and my own rights and all that but like if you think about it like you, you're not like as free as you think like you, you you're combined to you're confined to a life like you have to you have to go you have to go to school by law at least and um by law you have to follow the law i guess uh, that's kind of weird thing and then when you finish school you you have to make you have to make a living for yourself like and and that's 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 just like it's the very foundation like fundamental like you have to get when you get out of the house you have to get a job you have to you know live you have to like sustain your life and it's like that that's not like and you don't get to choose that like there's still like a fundamental level that everyone is, is on like that we have to do to you know and then, because we made it like that but i don't know yeah that is really fascinating to think about because like i don't know like there's like things that are set in place obviously that like where it's set in place for humans to thrive in order to survive mm-hmm. or whatever <laughs> like but like the decisions in those like fundamental things that we have to do for life like a lot of us live like those were chosen for us. Yeah, you know? exactly. And like, I don't know. That's why like I really found it refreshing to hang out with y'all as like TCKs in Uganda, which let me define TCK. Third culture kid, TCK, and that's what Tate is. A missionary kid is also what it is known as, but a third culture kid stands for three different cultures. So he has a passport culture which he's a U.S. citizen and also has a Ugandan culture because he lives in Uganda and in their house they have like a combination of America, Uganda mix and so that's the third culture and he lives in a third culture and is being raised in a third culture. But what I was saying is like that's what I found so refreshing about y'all because you didn't grow up in America necessarily like obviously you did you didn't move to Uganda when you were a baby but like y'all don't have the same social guidelines as people in the states and it really like opened my mind to like why are we so biased in america to these different things that we just think are the way that life should look like Tate, what is your dream what do you want to do when you graduate from high school um my dream right now i don't know changes a lot um i just want to um 
I want to buy a bus, a school bus, a short school bus, and uh, build it out so I can, uh, I'm a musician, so I'm going to build it out and make it like a mobile concert so I can like drive around America and promote like other musicians. And I'm, I'm going to live in the bus, and so I guess I just go wherever the heck I want, play music and love people, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. See, like, if I were to ask like a typical American teenager, he would immediately expect that I'm asking him which college he wants to go to. Does he want to go somewhere in the Big 12 in the SEC? Does he want to go to a state school, a private school? Like, those are the options that he feels like he has. But, like, asking Tate what he wants I, to I do. Don't, I don't know what that is. I don't know what any of those things are. <laughs> I love it. But, like, for Americans, like, that's, like, an easy thing. Also, Big 12, SEC are, like, athletic conferences so uh, okay, okay. so like tcu texas tech those are in the big 12 like baylor and then the okay, okay. is like a&m uh, alabama those okay but then you ask tate what he wants to do and tate you just like you blow my mind every time you say it because it's like who would have thought to like buy a bus rent it out and then make it into a concert platform to like spread the love spread the music it's super freaking cool i love it we're not victims yeah i'm <laughs> yeah i feel like um i don't know society's kind of scary it's like it, it seems like i mean at some point i was like when, when i moved here i know I, I started noticing like when i asked people like one day what they wanted to be when they grew up it was always like oh i'm gonna go to college and you know study business or i'm gonna i don't know it was, it was always something it was al- almost always something really um like i could almost say no there's like a general like box that they fit into i was like man that's really uh, someone was like that's kind of boring like you gotta like break out from that like you could you have to be so you have so much more potential than just going to college or going to i don't know you're just good at getting a nine to five and doing it like uh, i was talking to someone the other day i was like i feel like people are so scared to um to, to think outside the box and uh what's it called to think outside the box, it's like so they just they take the easy route, which is you know go to college. And this isn't a bad thing, but like they go to college and they get a good job, and, and, and they're set. They might they might get married, and might have a few kids, easy life. And it's it's not a bad thing, I guess, but it's like it's not it's not very exciting. It's not how I don't know. It's not how change happens, I guess. Um, mm. I don't know. It's and it's it's I feel like it's really hard to dream, especially now because people like. It was hard for me for a while because, like, when people came, like, missionary teams would come and, like, ask me what I wanted to do. And, like, the second I said anything, like, they would, like, start, you know, like, roasting me. I'm like, why well, couldn't do that? And, like, how it's going to be so hard to, like, make money or to, like, make connections and, like, all this stuff. I was like, that's, that's not, like, at least I'm, like, I'm not just falling into, like, a certain category. And, like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking outside the box and trying to do something. <laughs> I love that. I love that you – Two things you just said were like super profound, Tate. Like the thing about that's not what creates change. And you're so right. It's like we're a bunch of little robots, like go to school, go to more school, graduate, get a job that we know we can get, and then like figure out from that point. And we don't like take our lives into our own hands until we're in that point and then we're confused yeah. we don't know what to do and so and then we can't dream but like you're starting to dream so early and that's why i always tell you like keep those dreams like and like there's dream squishers out there like they just like yes. 
they hear a dream and they say, but actually, or no, but you can't do this. And, and it's like, just let someone just like dream for a second. And like, we're so caught up in reality and in what things should look like, because that's what they've always looked like. We're afraid of change, I think. So we're afraid to dream. We're afraid to like be vulnerable and put ourselves out there. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and that's not to say like it's 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 probably gonna be a lot harder if you if you dare to. Uh, this sounds kind of cheesy, but like you got you got to dare to dream, and then, like if if you're not if you don't do that, then it, I mean you probably you probably get thrown once or twice. Like when, I, when I'm by this bus, it's probably not gonna be any an easy task. Like, I'm gonna have to like learn how to build it. I'm gonna have to like get people to actually come and want to play, and like I'm actually gonna have to make money. It's probably gonna be a lot harder than if I just decide to go to college and you know do business and get in a good job that pays well. But like it's 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 gonna probably end up being a lot better life experience and um it's going to create more change i guess and you got you can't be scared of failing and just take in rather than after you let that fear take make you take the boring route out i guess yes like i feel like uh failure brings change right but like you can't see it as a failure like you have to see it as an opportunity for growth and like yeah i just listened to a podcast kind of about this between like some neuroscientists and they were talking about like how every time like you fail you have to retrain your brain to see that as like a good thing and like a step towards your goal instead of like a regression like you're moving backwards from your goal actually like when you mess up when you fail like you're one step closer to your goal because you know like what won't work and so we get so caught up in failure and we start defining like our character by yeah. us messing up. So like if you were to get out there and your bus didn't have an engine or um, like <laughs> your transmission blows out like in the middle of the highway and you can't get anyone for a gig, like, okay, like maybe you're just advertising wrong or okay. Like maybe you just shouldn't drive through all of the mountains at the same time for your transmission to like heal itself. But like, um yeah there's just different ways to look at failure and i feel like we get so caught up and like well i can't do my dreams because it won't work but it's like we don't even take the step to see if it won't work and that's that's dangerous. yeah, yeah. Dude, failure is growth if you look if you look if you look at it right <laughs> yeah it's not yeah it's not failure at all listen to this quote from the podcast i listened to earlier it's freaking cool he said the goal of life should be to see how much of your potential you can turn into actual usable skills and then use those skills in service of something bigger than yourself. That's, that's, a, that's actually kind of intense because yeah. <laughs> I feel like people are so scared. Like, I don't know, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think all, all what's it, uh, like dreams and all, um, like fine, like, looks like, like fine arts. Like there's some people that like music and like, but the music business is really hard, but like, I think if you work hard enough, like you can make it a thing. If you really like, I don't know, like art, like art, the art business is, is no joke. Like drawing and stuff is, and selling and be, making a name for yourself is not easy, but like you have to work at it. And like, you can't just, you don't want to like not, um, not draw because you don't, you don't think people are going to like yourself. Like you just, just got to do it. Yeah. I guess. And, just... and surround yourself with people who want you to succeed and who like see these gifts as yeah. something that you can use, you know, as a usable skill in the future. And so like people who, instead of just telling you like, Hey, like you're never going to make money. You want to be around people who are like, well, Hey, like 
let's brainstorm some ideas of like how you could possibly make money. Like, what could you do? There's ways out there. And like, instead of just like squishing someone's dream, like, why don't you just like flip your brain and start thinking about like, well, what if this did come true? You know, like, instead of thinking like, how can it not work and poking holes in something be like, flip it and be like, well, what could we do to make this happen? And then be someone's cheerleader or, and then also surround yourself with cheerleaders because you need realists in your life, but also you need people who believe in your goals and your dreams because we'll fail if we don't. And we will really fail and crash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also you have to start small. Like you can't like, you can't expect for like your, your big dream or your big break or your big, whatever to, to happen after like a year. You have to work your ass off for probably five or six years before like people start noticing you or people start you know following along and like catching on to what you're, what you're doing. It's not like, it's not going to be easy. <laughs> oh, that's a good point too. Like one day at a time, one step at a time, like, and like set yeah. simple like expectations on yourself. Really I think cool. also when people see you um, breaking out, out of the mold, like then they also want to do like it, because people love doing what other people are doing. So like if they see if they see one person that is successful, like I don't know, doing music or doing anything really, then like then like oh wait, so he can do it, so maybe I can do it. You know, it's like it, it's really contagious. I think um, if you break out of the mold, you have to be a forerunner though. Like you have to be a pioneer in it because like. People yeah. aren't doing that. <laughs> and so you're, like it comes with confidence, you know, to be like the only one doing it. And then when you succeed at it, then people will be influenced by it. Like the Beatles, <laughs> they changed music forever. People like, yeah, you know, like and they, that's, that's a good point. Because like the Beatles, let's go like with the Beatles, like, you know, and it was a lot of pop stars at that time. And, you know, the Beatles, Jimi Hendrix, like that, 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 that you notice like when, um, a lot a few big people started getting bigger and like started doing abstract things like Jimi Hendrix was like playing music that was a lot louder and a lot more distorted than like what was normal and like so then other people started doing it because like everyone liked that so it's like it was really contagious same with the Beatles like the Beatles started especially on like the news like they were really like the way they acted on so on the media was was really abstract and and as a result it, it changed the world it, it changed like the way like you know people like teenagers act now it's, it's really fascinating Oh, man, I miss staying on the porch with you and talking. Uh, Those are the best days, I swear. I saw that flights are opening back up. So you got yeah, it. really? Sure. I, I'm. I'm not there. I'm not. I'm not. Pre- I'm not. I, I've. I don't understand what's anything that's happening in the world right now, like America or Uganda, <laughs> or I, I. don't look at the news. That, that shit is kind of messes with me. Yeah, <laughs> I know, Sam. I get this email every day, and like some days I choose to read it, and today I read it, and I was like. Oh, I'm not gonna read this again for a month. It's, it's it stresses you out, man. Yeah, it's like it's so unnecessary. It's like you, like I I don't know anything about like what's going on in America right now except like a few posts every here and there. So like I know it's stuff's happening, but like it's so it's like I think it's so much less stressful like to not worry about it. It's like I mean it's good to be educated and like know what's happening in America, and like know like the bad things that are happening. But like also it's stressful. So speaking of the news and the media, Tate and I are kind of invested in conspiracy theories someday. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so like in future Tate Talks, I just want to like make sure that y'all are aware that this might come up because we fully believe in the Mandela effect and we do think the world's a simulation. Um, 100%. <laughs> Tate, uh, what is what is the Mandela effect to you? Um, I'm asking you a question, but it's like, what does the Monopoly guy have on his face 
you probably say um, a monocle. But if you go look at your Monopoly set, it's probably in your closet. It's there's not a monocle on him. And that's just one thing. Like, um, but anyways, so it's just like at some point, I think that the I don't know exactly what it is. But it's like at some point, like something went wrong in like the simulation we're living in, and like our memories were shifted. So like before before the glitch or whatever happened, we we had like all these different memories. Like like there was a monocle on like the on the Monopoly guy's face, and the Bernstein bears was like spelled. In a different way, I forget how it's spelled, but it's spelled um, Baron yeah, Stain. it's kind of confusing me. Baron yeah, it's Stain. It's like Stain, but it's, it, yeah, but yeah, probably. But most people think it's it's Stein, S T E I N, but it's actually Stain. <laughs> so yeah, that's it's kind of freaky. It's it's really scary. It's also kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is kind of funny. Also, we watched this movie called The Mandela Effect. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, it explains it all. So if you get if you want to go have your mind blown, go ahead and go watch the Mandela effect and uh, it'll enlighten you. <laughs> it's like the matrix also, you know, you choose. Also we talk about glitches in the system a lot. Tate, you just said it, but like what is a glitch in the system to you? Like explain it and then tell us one that's happened to you recently. All right. Um, a glitch is just, it's more, it's kind of like a coincidence, but like, um, I feel like really nerdy talking about this, but whatever. Um, no, it's like it's like the most it's like a glitch would be like okay. So the other day I was doing I just started science. Um, I just started school year back. Cool. And the first day I was learning about it was in science. I was learning about this this way of thinking. It's called like Ottoman's razor. I'd never heard of it once in my life. And like I don't know, I don't know maybe it's a thing, but like I've never heard of it. And I've been talking to this person, and like I kind of like lost communication with them for a few days. And I was like, oh no, did I say something wrong? Like what happened? Like I started freaking out. Anyway, so like the Ottoman's razor is like as a way of thinking. That's, um, you're supposed to choose like the option. I have like a certain amount of like uh, instances. You're supposed to choose one that assumes the least. And so like with this like person that wasn't talking to me, I was like, oh, did I say something? Like, it, like is it like, we, I was freaking out. And then I was like, okay, wait, that's probably not a good way of thinking anyways. And then it turns out like um, the guy I was teaching was like, oh yeah, but then it turned out like the person um, just didn't have my number. And the same, almost the exact same thing happened to me. Like, they just didn't have, like, Wi-Fi or something like that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So that freaked me out. I was like, okay, like, what are the odds of that happening? I've never even heard of this theory happening. And then later I was watching this show. I don't know what it was. but And this girl was trying to come up with, like, a idea. And she's like, oh, seems like a real auto, Ottoman's razor uh, question. And I was like, what the heck? It was, like, three times in one day. And so at that point I was freaking out. Um, but yeah. So I might have been kind of confusing, but um, that's normally how it goes with me <laughs> no it's not confusing it's weird when stuff like that happens do y'all ever have that happen i know it happens on instagram a lot where like if you talk about something then you get an ad for it but this is like talking about like in real life it's more like when you oh, yeah. think about something and then you get an ad for it or like, like a real life algorithm yeah Ugh, freaks me out like the other day okay here's we're, my we're living in the tiktok <laughs> living in tiktok that's also terrifying here's my craziest one that happened recently i was wearing this like rose gold pinkish shirt and i was talking to my friend and uh she's like nally why do i like get this like rose gold bus vibe from you like you could go live in a bus and like a rose gold bus like i see this happening in your life like go live go transform a bus into your home kind of like tate was talking about and like paint it rose gold. And I had never thought about rose gold before, but I think it's cause I was wearing that shirt. I just got back from the beach and like, I was really tan. And so the shirt like really popped. <laughs> and then 
so she says yes we're, we're sitting in our cars having like a covid starbucks date and we're like facing a road that's like not a main road and it's like coming up to a stoplight and i kid you not this rose gold bus drives up and stops the stoplight it was the exact color as my shirt like the exact i've never seen a rose gold bus like yeah why was somebody driving their bus on that road it was oh freaking glitches yeah like what, what are the odds like what are the odds of something like that happening like zero i know it's so crazy it's like i don't understand anyways i just needed people to know about that because we talk about glitches happening so often that i feel like they're gonna need to know about that in the future so want to make sure they know about it and whenever you get nerdy about something it's so great because <laughs> you do start talking a lot faster because you get excited because you've yeah it. <laughs> <laughs> i love it all right well tell me your hot takes do you have any? Um, promise not to hate you. Okay, this is just a like, random one. It's like a huge deal, but like, um, I really love the butts of the bread, like the heel or the elbow, whatever people call it. Like, I love it. I think it's so good. I think it's like the best part of the loaf. I think it's weird that people just throw it out. That is such a hot take. I love it. Actually, though, you inspired me to like the butts of bread, so whatever. They're so good. Like, they all get crummy, and like, you get like one, like, I don't know. They're just good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good hot take. Also, you don't like birthdays. And I, I was afraid you were going to say that. Oh, uh, yeah. If you said that, I was going to take back that I can't hate you. But just kidding, because yeah. <laughs> I still love you. Yeah. I got, birthdays are cool stuff. It's, it's just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Tate, thank you for coming on to this podcast. Thank yeah. you for helping me. Get, it was idea. a lot of fun. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks for listening to me and my bestie Tate just talking about life.